Okay, welcome back. Thank you for being here. Uh, today I saw a big monkey outside my room. Once I hear the big uh, bamboo making certain, some of the bamboo branches making certain noises of movement, I know the weight of the creature upon it. And uh, this was a grandfather monkey. He was really tall, maybe three feet tall, big. And I was happy he didn't see me. He just walked her about 20 feet away from me. And then he turned and saw me and went, made some funny noise, and then jumped away. Um, <clears throat> so, anyway, it's uh, living in the forest here. And uh, very interesting. Now, today, uh, Da Ching episode 23, we're going to go into uh, chapters 57, 58, 59. Uh, but before that, I want to draw your attention to chapter 48. Uh, and I think that Dao De Ching chapter 48 uh, gives, you know, upon review, um, it seems to me it gives uh, one of the most succinct uh, presentations of the basic Taoist message. And the basic teaching of making accord with Tao or the ways of Tao in the world, Tao Da, and the power that one may develop by according with Tao and living in harmony. Uh, and that is <clears throat> the first the first few stanzas or the first few lines of chapter forty eight. Now, Whaley translated it as learning consists in, or consists, uh, consists in, consists of adding to one's stock day by day. The practice of Tao consists in subtracting day by day, subtracting and yet again subtracting, till one has reached inactivity. Uh, Lao wrote, <clears throat> in pursuit of learning, one knows more every day. In the pursuit of the way, the Tao, one does less every day. One does less and less until one does nothing at all. And when one does nothing at all, there's nothing that is undone. This contrast between the way of learning and the way of making accord with Tao, the way of learning and what's needed to live in harmony with reality. Because we're not just talking about some thing called Tao that's Chinese and kind of exotic. We're talking about accord with reality um, and thus living in harmony with what is. Uh, certainly continuing on the positive path, certainly clearing lower triad blockage, developing green, blue, indigo, continuing uh, spiritualization of body-mind, purification of mind, um, being able to accord well also with people. Uh, the difference between this, which is uh, the, the way of Tao, uh, versus learning. And so the, the, tight, the text is very tight, obviously, and both of these translations added much, and I'd say too much. The basic, is, the basic uh, rundown of the first two lines is <clears throat> uh, something like, there are four characters each, uh, Wei, Shui, Wei, Shui, Er, Yi. Uh, 
for learning daily increase for the Tao daily loss that's it so daily increase daily decrease gaining every day for learning losing or letting go renouncing every day <clears throat> to be in accord with Tao that's it and so the worldly way uh, seeking gain uh, seeking worldly the worldly way is seeking worldly gain worldly gain is physical emotional mental social uh, money pleasure uh, intimacy uh, getting my partner my friends to be the way I want them to be get changing circumstances getting the outer to accord with my desires uh, acting upon the outer by my desires to get what I want and get rid of what I don't want grasping and aversion desire and rejection nothing wrong with that in its place I'm uh, obviously the way of learning akin to the way of uh, the way of the world the way of line of least resistance the way the mind is without training the uh, way of outer seeking is increasing daylight day by day that's exactly what the great you know the the the, uh, the people that you see on magazine covers are doing everybody on the magazine cover with a big smile uh, has been following the worldly way of seeking daily increase what you don't see on the magazine covers are those few somewhere perhaps hopefully who are seeking the inner way the spiritual way seeking inner development not outer gain there's nothing wrong with outer gain uh, but it should be uh, put in its place and there are limits to its value as Yeshua said what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul so those in the negative path are not our problem their activity bothers us and makes trouble for us yes but in the end that's another <clears throat> another unnecessary that we need to let go of which is fixation preoccupation overemphasis overvaluing uh, a focus upon their misdeeds and likewise even a focus over excessive focus on the worldly is, is is unhelpful and needs to be renounced <clears throat> meaning making too big a deal out of all the problems of the world now people can do whatever they want but the Taoist way is not social activism the Taoist way uh, which is the Buddhist way <laughs> which is the uh, mystic pathway of uh, all religious spiritual traditions East and West <clears throat> is prioritizing and valuing the inner work over the outer uh, focus the outer focus of accumulation the outer focus of critique or so or or social activism these are three outer foci outer forms of outer focus uh, the the focus upon uh, <clears throat> fulfilling my desires to get more and get rid of uh, bad things uh, and some of that you know some of this is necessary it's a matter of proportion and uh, proper proper measure um, that's the high way I think is 
seeking a proper the proper measure <clears throat> of outer seeking and inner focus. Outer seeking again is a rearrangement of outer circumstances. Uh, getting rid of what I don't like and bringing in more of what I like, trying to fulfill my desires to uh, get stuff, <laughs> pleasure, or wealth, or uh, praise and position and fame, name and fame, or fame and wealth, wealth and fame and name and gain. Uh, nothing wrong, <laughs> you know. If you're into it, go go for it, man. It's your thing. Have a fun. Uh, <clears throat> that's one form of outer seeking. Another is obviously relational in terms of um, uh, particular, not just seeking partnership, which is totally reasonable and and important, really. But but enforcing but but enforcing one's will on one's partner or one's friends, trying to make them as we wish them to be. Some degree of that is simply is simply being honest about how I feel with you as you are. Uh, and another portion of that is harmful. Beyond a certain line in terms of um, expression of what I want, what I don't like in relationship, uh, is harmful to self and other. And so there's uh, that's another form of outer seeking, and then social activism could be considered another trying to reform society. So whether it's trying to reform society and fix the ills of those around me or critique them or <laughs> censor them or knock them down or um, working in relationship or friendship uh, to change the other uh, or seeking pleasure or physical comfort or wealth or power and position and honor and praise and all that uh, career path all those forms of outer seeking uh, are are right and good to a degree and beyond that degree they're harmful to self and other but that's all associated that's all on the side of the worldly akin to learning which is a daily increase on the other side you have the spiritual, the inner, which is continual releasing of what's unnecessary. That's the Taoist way. And the Taoist is really not even somebody necessarily who's seeking some kind of balance. <laughs> the original Taoist teaching is, is, is the way of renunciation. And you're going to see that in chapters 57, 8, and 9 also, how that uh, very deliberate... <clears throat> um, valuation of renunciation of letting go of um, uh, being without entanglement of inner focus rather than outer seeking um, how uh, how it's how it's presented how it's um, understood in relation to society or that that particular uh, priority prioritizing the inner uh, is really different than the worldly way, though one can interface with the worldly by it. So, let's go to chapters 57, 8, and 9. <clears throat> These are all long. Uh, the translations are all quite wonky, <laughs> funky, uh, not quite great. 
uh, troublesome, but uh, we'll work with them. And um, this is where you see it is difficult to translate Tao Te Ching. So, chapter 57, Arthur Whaley. Kingdoms can only be governed if rules are kept. This is in quotes. Battles can only be won if rules are broken. Meaning that that's some kind of uh, saying or a belief that was current at the time, twenty you know when Lao Tzu was writing twenty five hundred years ago. Kingdom because kingdoms can only be governed if rules are kept. Battles can only be won if rules are broken. End quote. Going on, but the adherence of all under heaven can only be won by letting alone. How do I know that it is so? By this. The more prohibitions there are, the more ritual avoidances, the poorer the people will be. The more sharp weapons there are, the more benighted will the whole land grow. The more cunning craftsmen there are, the more pernicious contrivances will be invented. The more laws are promulgated, the more thieves and bandits there will be. Therefore a sage has said, So long as I do nothing, the people will of themselves be transformed. So long as I love quietude, the people will of themselves go straight. So long as I act only by inactivity, Wu Wei, the people will of themselves become prosperous. So long as I have no wants, the people will of themselves return to the, quote, state of the uncarved block. And so... Here we have first a presentation of uh, a common par- a common saying of the time in terms of governance and battle, uh, focusing on the worldly or the very common ordinary way. Um, rules are important, and therefore more rules are good, and you got to keep the rule, and that's the way to run a kingdom. And you've got to break those rules, and you've got to be a certain way to win battles. Um, and that's what, that's a presentation, I think, of how people, what was commonly, what was seen as um, common wisdom uh, at the time, which is the worldly way of more rules and... Um, forced compliance to the rules as the way of governance or running a kingdom or dealing with a large group of people and then when conflict arises you got to break the rules and that's uh, the way of winning in a victory or battle or something okay that's um the mindset of many around Lao Tzu at the time meanwhile he counters that and says but if you want to win the loyalty of everyone, uh, I say, he said, the Taoist way is leave them alone. How do I know? By it. <laughs> by by Tao or by this truth. How do I know this is true? By this truth. Okay, well, that is used commonly in Tao Te Ching. <clears throat> How is something known? By way of it. By it being so. Which is um, <laughs> unrefutable, but it doesn't really prove anything. Uh, okay, that's how you know it, because it is. <clears throat> uh, and then we see uh, the Taoist perspective on common wisdom, on the common, the, the, the uh, beliefs of the time, 
that are particularly legalist and control-based and accumulative and uh, interventionist and directive, strong central, central power uh, controlling more and more as the way of keeping order or uh, making, uh, <clears throat> making a prosperous nation or whatever it is. I mean, it's really <laughs> uh, the ruler drunk on power seeking control by way of uh, <clears throat> ordering over excessive ordering, which is not the Taoist way. Uh, and so the middle section of this chapter is talking about the way things really are, uh, the consequences of a legalist control-based approach to governance or dealing with people. The more rules, uh, the more things, the, the more laws that people have to follow, um, the weaker or poorer they become. The more gain of weaponry or technology, um, the more opposition to it shall arise and uh, harm done in the community. Uh, the more laws and orderings, um, the more, again, opposition to it will arise. And so these are all associated with the blowback from more from the way of, of ever increasing, akin to the way of learning, the worldly way of always more, more regulation, more legislation, <laughs> trying to legislate morality. They're just trying to control the people, really. And so that's what we see in government all over the place. What the hell do they do all day long? They basically make lots and lots of rules <clears throat> and lots and lots of side deals to get money for themselves. And uh, they're just, they're basically just um, order takers. Politicians, it seems to me, are basically order takers and managers. They uh, take orders from their bosses and they manage uh, collectives and uh, systems on behalf of their their bosses. <laughs> they are, uh, <clears throat> you know, grocery clerks uh, delivering a bill. Uh, they are errand boys. They are managers and order takers, like waiters and waitresses, basically. I mean, who are much more honorable, often. So, uh, what are they doing? Well, they're basically um, living the, the uh, anti-Taoist way. Um, putting in more <clears throat> prohibitions, re requirements, ritual avoidances was, um, you know, uh, sort of religious-based governmental edicts of the day 2,500 years ago. Uh, <clears throat> the more you, th the, the more, I the more is done to control, the more blowback and lack of, and loss of control will, will ensue. That's the point. The more, the, the way of adding leads to loss. The way of getting and taking and forever seeking to gain leads to forever deterioration and loss and disorganization. That's the Taoist understanding of uh, the, polar the, al the, the continual alternation of polarity or yin-yang. That is the way Tao Da is. And <clears throat> the way of continual alternation uh, basically means that uh, to f the the you know as they say stretch stretch the bow to its limit and it'll break uh, too tight 
leads to too loose and too loose leads to too tight. Now, in some cases with a therapeutic mind, that's helpful. Sometimes it's good to go to excess to find balance. But uh, the worldly way of ever increasing, gaining, getting, taking, holding, uh, and controlling and ordering, uh, that inevitably leads to continued loss and conflict and opposition uh, and disharmony. That's the point. And so the opposite of that is the way of the sage doing nothing, loving quietude, in non-interference way. <clears throat> and um, there the Taoist view is that uh, the environment responds to that in a positive way. Uh, D.C. Lao, 57, govern the state by being straightforward, wage war by being crafty, but win the empire by not being meddlesome. How do I know that it is like this, like that? By means of this. The more taboos there are in the empire, the poorer the people. The more sharpened tools the people have, the more benighted the state. The more skills the people have, the further novelties multiply. The better known the laws and edicts, the more thieves and robbers there are. Hence the sage says, I take no action, and people are transformed of themselves. I prefer stillness, and the people are rectified of themselves. I am not meddlesome, and the people prosper of themselves. I am free from desire, and the people of themselves become simple like the uncarved block. It's actually, uh, seems to me, a better translation from Lao here. And <clears throat> he actually um, cleans it up a lot, meaning uh, a, a, clear, <laughs> a clear exposition, it seems to me. In the first section, again, uh, to govern, be straightforward, uh, waging war or dealing with, dealing with a real enemy or uh, an opponent, you've got to be crafty or clever and strategic and um, uh, calculating. But win the empire by not being meddlesome, it, meaning if you want to um, maintain something big and, and important, um, don't make trouble. <laughs> uh, in the middle section, in terms of the blowback principle, the, the manifestations of blowback, which is uh, stretch it too tight, it breaks. Um, uh, hack endlessly and the blade dulls. That's the worldly way of ever gaining and controlling and taking and restructuring outer circumstance. More taboos, the people are poor. The more tools, um, the dumber the, the, the populace. <laughs> and that, that, it's all very interesting and I can't get into the detail too much or, or the ramifications, which are all kind of interesting. Uh, but <clears throat> this one is one, one, one way to look at one of these um, statements of blowback or statements of how, uh, how, how a nation suffers when its rulership uh, is overly controlling and dominating uh, and believes that more rules and um, central government um, intervention is the way, which is again another way of uh, can be applied to relationship. Um, 
If you're too pushy, you hurt your partner. If you're pushy, you push them away. You know, if you want, if you want intimacy, don't be pushy. <laughs> I mean, if maybe somebody likes pushy, but generally, pushy pushes away, and over involved leads to over complexity and harm, and um, perhaps even loss. And so this second point, the more sharpened tools, the more benighted the state. Uh, it's true, this is what we see in the world today. The more uh, f- cool technologies, the dumber people become. Uh, they have uh, super-duper megapixel uh, cell phones, and they end up going to beautiful places and taking pictures of their smiling mug, their face selfies endlessly, selfie faces uh, how stupid <laughs> it seems to me there can't be anything too much more stupid than taking endless pictures of your own face to me it's a uh, akin to fashion as the crudest human institution i mean fashion is good you know fashionable hey hey but people who think the people in the fashion world generally thinking that the fashion world is the summit of sophistication and um elegance and importance <laughs> basically <clears throat> uh, <laughs> focusing their lives on costume <laughs> on the clever arrangement of costume <laughs> talk about form versus substance it's a total focus on the form so when the outer is emphasized the inner is neglected when uh, excessive control is attempted a greater loss ensues uh, the more <clears throat> the more laws and rules and ordering the greater the chaos and conflict and opposition that's the point and so the Taoist the sage prefers stillness um, desirous less desirousness or la- desirelessness desirelessness um, and and letting natural course letting nature take its course now again sometimes intervention is essential and critical uh, but it's a matter of what's the default state of mind and way of being and um, this is clearly an internal a a clear uh, presentation of a very clear priority and valuation, higher valuation on the inner and the still and the subtle and the non-controlling and the way of love. <laughs> the Taoist is the way of love, which is unconditional acceptance, which is non-control. And that's the point. So, okay, 58. Lao Tzu, Tao Te Ching, chapter 58. Also complex to translate, actually, but also quite quite deep and talking further about the ruler or the 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 ways of ruler ruling being either Taoist or a worldly is one way of putting it so Arthur Whaley Tao Te Ching chapter 58 when the ruler looks repressed the people will be happy and satisfied when the rule is ruler looks lively and self-assured the people will be carping and disoriented or discontented Carping means criticizing and discontented. Quote, It is upon bad fortune that good fortune leans, 
upon good fortune that bad fortune rests. End quote. But though few know it, there is a born, meaning a blessing or a gain, a born, where there is neither right nor wrong. In a realm where every straight is doubled by a crooked, and every good by an ill, surely mankind has gone long enough astray? Therefore the sage squares without cutting, shapes the corners without lopping, straightens without stretching, gives forth light without shining. Very deep. <laughs> Let me go jump to the Lao translation, chapter 58, and then we'll compare. When the government is muddled, the people are simple. When the government is alert, the people are cunning. It is on disaster that good fortune perches. It is beneath good fortune that disaster crouches. Who knows the limit? Does not the straightforward exist? The straightforward changes again into the crafty, and the good changes again into the monstrous. Indeed, it is long since the people were perplexed. Therefore, the sage is square-edged but does not scrape, has corners but does not jab, extends himself but not at the expense of others, shines but does not dazzle. Very interesting here. So, uh, another a number of critical principles. And the first is uh, what's been sort of underlying all this discussion of ruler and ruled and kingdoms, which is um, the people follow the ruler, or the collective um, responds to the unitary power, the, which is pretty obvious. The outer responds to the inner, but the many respond, the, the, the many with lesser power responds to the unitive or the single ruler, whether he's a tyrant or not, the central government, the ruler, the ruling class, uh, inevitably the collective responds to it, and um, the conditions of the collective uh, are profoundly influenced by um, the directives or the way of uh, the way of being of its rulership, and so. It's said um, a nation, a people, and a nation deserves the leaders it has. You deserve the leaders you get, or you get the leaders you deserve. You get the leaders you deserve. You have the leadership that is rightly uh, resonant with the collective, the consciousness of the collective. So that's from the many to the one, or from the outer to the inner, or from the ruled to the ruler. It's also obviously the case that um, the ruler gets the collective that he or she or it as a unitive power deserves too. And so the many influence the one, the one influences the many, the ruler influences the ruled, and the ruled or the collective influences its government or its leadership. And so that's <laughs> interplay of um, the one and the many or the power and its uh, field of activity. <clears throat> and so this is first the, the contrast between the ruler and the government versus the people. 
So Whaley says the ruler, Lao says the government, fine, same. The ruling authority, personal and uh, or institutional, uh, its condition is inverse to the ruled or the people. And so the ruler is muddled or repressed when the leadership is muddled or repressed. <laughs> what does that mean? It doesn't mean emotionally repressed. It really means um, moderate <laughs> and um, n not um, arrogant and uh, circumspect, um, uh, prudent, and 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 um, n not not um, spilling over its limits, uh, its proper limits. It's like um, uh, Singapore versus Bolivia. <laughs> In Singapore, uh, and I'm not sort of uh, advising, I'm not, not condoning this or that. Singapore, you never see police on the street. Or when I was in Singapore, I never saw police on the street. But when I talked to people about this and that, they said, oh, they're, they're around. <laughs> they just undercover, all of them. Uh, and so that has a certain effect on the people versus uh, Bolivia today, which is, um, you know, seems to be uh, right wing fascist and certainly militarist and a very aggressive government, uh, military on the streets versus no police seen. So the Taoist way is closer to no police ever seen, yet the people govern themselves. Uh, that's ideal. It's not always. It's not normally achieved in practice, but that's the ideal. The police are never seen, and the people um, govern themselves. Ideally, <laughs> versus the police and the military are out and about with machine guns all over the place, standing, guarding, protecting, helping, and the people are unhappy, upset, and uh, oppositional and um, um, in distress to some degree because of it. And that's the case. So there are certain nations where you see the police everywhere and even the military with big long rifles standing here and there. That effect, that, that condition of, uh, that, that mode of governance um, has an effect on the people opposite to the case where you never see military and police and you wonder what's going on. Um, it's about not, not, not fostering conflict, and so that's the same principle here. When the ruler or the government um, seems very mild and prudent, and thoughtful and careful, and um, uh, uh, almost, almost um, burdened, um, grieved by the burden of responsibility. Um, the people don't fight, generally. Meanwhile, when the ruler or the leader or somebody walks around, you know, in uh, purple robes, finery, and uh, struts their stuff, um, the people around are complaining and un unhappy or uh, alert 
to um, protect themselves against such arrogance and uh, apparent abuse of power. And so that's the same kind of thing. And we can see that in different types of nations which in uh, whose governance or governments are either heavy-handed militarily, militarily or very subtle uh, and otherwise. So Hong Kong had a very mellow police department and now you look at what's happening. <laughs> that's a different case, it seems. That's a case where the uh, ruler was very uh, light-handed uh, and now the ruled or the collective or some portion of it became quite violent. That's another matter and obviously it's more complicated. But this point, it's upon bad fortune, bad fortune and good fortune um, interplay and interchange. And so I, I think that uh, Lao's translation is very elegant. It's on disaster that good fortune perches. Beneath good fortune, disaster crouches. And so good fortune rests uh, above disaster and thus below good fortune is disaster. So you have a, a hierarchy. Uh, when there's good fortune, uh, misfortune, bad fortune, trouble, ill, grief, suffering, pain, problems, um, are not far away. And that's why the Taoist um, seeks the middle way, actually. And just like Buddhism, as a Madhyamaka just like the Madhyamaka philosophy of Nagarjuna, where Buddhism is understood as the true, true, the way of Buddhist understanding or view being beyond affirmation and negation, beyond saying it is and it isn't. And that's a very deep philosophy in Buddhism. Um, here, too, uh, a middle way between uh, ever lusting for good stuff versus um, that, that ever lusting for good stuff means ever experiencing disappointment and loss and conflict and opposition. And the middle way is um, knowing the limit, <laughs> holding to the mean, and back to Confucius, the doctrine of the mean. So Taoist, Taoism, like Chinese culture, uh, classically at least, is very deeply appreciative of um, uh, the mid, the middle way, a middle way, uh, order without um, imposition and control, um, but and freedom without uh, harm to self and other, uh, something like that. So it's. Uh, this statement that uh, beneath good fortune disaster crouches is, um, I think, a statement of the Taoist understanding of cycles and polarity um, and alternation, continual alternation, cycles of alternation, alternating polarity or polar po polarity alternation. Uh, get go, <laughs> you know, get lose, get lose, up down, and so. That's and that's the same way karma works. That's the point: is that the way of uh, intelligent energy, <laughs> the way of light, um, being reflective, is essentially um, the support of alternating polarities 
or polarities, polarity in in continual alternation. You know, polarity in continual alternation between those two, in cycles of continual alternation, is established by the very self-reflective nature of light, or all creation being intelligent energy, right? The nature of all energy is light. And that light is light love, love light, according to the raw material, intelligent energy, the photon, the the nature of chi or prana being the substrate of all form and all creation, all matter. Um, therefore, all is at uh, all the, the countless forms uh, are expressions of a single underlying light, a single substance. Uh, and so you've got one substance in countless unique different forms always interacted with each other in ways of uh, conservation of energy and causality, cause and effect. That's what leads to uh, continual change. But because you have continual, the, 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 the ontological <laughs> reality or the fact ontologically that you have uh, every person is different, every form is unique and different, while its underlying substance is absolutely the same. This is associated with polarity. This is one of a very strange discussion here of the basis of polarity being the ontological fact of um, a single underlying substance of chi or prana or intelligent energy or light with a capital L, love light, light love, being the substrate, the substance that takes form in countless um, unique and, uh, and always different appearances or bodies or energy fields of beings and planets and people and places and this and that and the other thing. Um, the forms are ever different, never the same, never while the underlying substance is always the same, or its true nature is always the same. The true nature of the substance of all form is always the same, while its appearance is always different and unique. That's a essential ontological polarity. <laughs> For anybody who still knows what the hell's going on here, which is very strange talking. Uh, that's ultimately comes out as polarity of, of day and night and gain and loss and control and disorder. So control leads to disorder. And um, non-control or wu-wei, non-interference, leads to perfect ordering or respects perfect ordering or appreciates what is and that's a perfect ordering. So who knows the limit? Doesn't the straightforward exist? And so again, what's straightforward changes to crafty, the good changes to monstrous. Um, there's always that alternation. And therefore, Wu Wei is the key. <laughs> and, and one understands it by stillness and non-meddlesomeness. And that's a, that is learned by a daily decrease, a daily loss. A focus on the inner that... Um, is a perpetual simplification, purification, um, centering, 
you know, the center is one, right? <laughs> the rim is many, but the center is one, right? The hub is one. The rim is multitudinous. The rim is Gemini, and the hub is, hmm, I don't know what, <laughs> Taurus Aries? Uh, or uh, certainly the one gives rise to the many, and the Taoist seeks the one. <laughs> Uh, and Ra said, the one is to be sought by the balanced and self-aware, self-accepting entity, both aware, aware both of its apparent distortions and total perfection. And then in that balanced, self-aware condition, that one uh, opens itself to the universe, which it is. The Taoist opens itself to the universe, which it is. Which I is. And that's the um, identity of true nature, meaning all the true nature of all form is one or one light. It's one substance, which we call prana or chi, or intelligent energy, or the photon, which is basically light, love, love, light. And that's what is one. And the forms are many, many. So countless waves in the one ocean. Therefore, <laughs> uh, and I see the time is rolling along here. Okay, we've still got time. Therefore, the sage squares without cutting. He's square-edged but doesn't scrape. I think it's really beautiful, <laughs> frankly, the, these this last four lines here. And if you look at the original, it's quite it's a little bit different. Fine. I just don't have time to look into the characters of each one. Uh... There's a squaring or an ordering. That's what square-edged or squares means. To square means to um, sharply delineate order and clarify. To clarify by a sharp delineation ordering. That's very fifth ray. Without cutting, <laughs> without harming, without scraping. Sharp without scraping. Ordered without controlling shapes corners or makes corners or has corners is cornered hey i'm cornered meaning there are um again uh sharp delineations and um and and ways of um of bounding sharp bounded boundings uh, clear defined and perhaps unyielding boundings and orderings and boundaries and delineations yet <laughs> doesn't jab you with them doesn't lop them squares shapes the corners without ayapping it's actually lopping <laughs> there's some typos here so shapes corners but doesn't cut out and eliminate it's um harmonious ordering harmonious delineation without pushing it on anybody it's like i know virtue but i ain't gonna push it on you i know right wrong and i can see what is but i ain't gonna say so unless you really want me to to say so and even if you want me to say so if it's if the approach is seems insincere or if i see it to be problematic uh, i still may not say so even if you want me to Meaning, I have my own way. I have my own rule. 
or rules or orderings or boundedness or um, squarings, um, uh, codes of conduct, um, principles. But uh, I'm not going to push it on anybody and I'm not going to make trouble by them. Um, and there's flexibility too. Uh, and you're free to be yourself, but not when you make trouble for me. This kind of thing. I mean, the Taoist not a dope, so he's not um, so attached to stillness that he's getting kicked around. Straightens without stretching or extends himself, but not at the expense of others. So there's a straightening, there's an expression, there's an extension, there's a movement, um, without any danger to internal integrity or others' well-being. Shines but does not dazzle, gives forth light without shining. So <laughs> radiating without shining. Of course, this goes back to the uh, aging um, brightness without glare. Brightness without glare is giving forth light without glaring, without being glary, um, knowing without being uh, uh, a maniac, <laughs> non-maniacal knowing, <laughs> not being an asshole, don't be an asshole, is a primary Taoist teaching, actually. Uh, shines but not dazzle. <laughs> Um, anyway, it's very lovely here, and uh, one could um, profitably contemplate uh, such wisdom and continue on gaining or <laughs> releasing. Uh, chapter 59. Uh, let's go just Weili, then Lao. Also, complex translations here about ruling and... Um, uh, the reality of polarities and uh, avoiding excess um, and the Taoist approach. Okay, Tao Te Ching, chapter 59, Arthur Whaley. You cannot rule men nor serve heaven unless you have laid up a store. This laying up a store means quickly absorbing and quickly absorbing means doubling one's garnered power. Double your garnered power and it acquires a strength that nothing can overcome. If there is nothing it cannot overcome, it knows no bounds. It knows no bounds. And only what knows no bounds is huge enough to keep the whole kingdom in its grasp. But only he who, having the kingdom, goes to the mother can keep it long. This is called the art of making the roots strike deep by fencing the trunk of making life long by fixed staring. <laughs> eh? So we could obviously have a reference here to Taoist yoga. Um, um, values of the Taoist obviously include longevity. <laughs> the Taoist likes to live long. However, there are other Taoists who are, I'd say, much more sophisticated and uh, like Chongzi. <laughs> they're not involved in gymnastics. They're not the gymnastic Taoist type. They're not doing Tai Chi, Qi Gong, and all that Bagua. They're just very well as is. Whether they die at 40 or 60 or 80 doesn't really matter. They're going home or... Like Chongsu said, Am I Chongsu dreaming I'm a butter... I had a dream last night that I was a butterfly. But now I awake. I don't know if 
I am Chuang Tzu, um, who had a dream of a butterfly, or if I'm really a butterfly who had the dream of being Chuang Tzu. <laughs> Chuang Tzu and the butterfly. Uh, I dream that I'm Scott, or I, I believe that I'm Scott, but I don't know if I'm dreaming. How could I know if I'm dreaming or not dreaming? Somebody punches me in the face or I fall down on my nose. It hurts. It feels solid. Dreams have such experience too. <laughs> right? Dreams have such experience. So, how do you know? You don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, much, much, much won't be known until we're finished. I just was uh, taking a shower yesterday, as I am want to do once a day, and uh, thought about basically a dozen um, major dynamic, major episodes in my life that I would love to, that I'd be asking for clarification on in the life review to come. Um, things that we really can't understand. If uh, I had made a different decision, what would my life have become? What was the purpose of these people coming into my life or this person at that time? What was I, what did I intend to learn and did I and how well did I do? Um, what happened to those people who did harm to me? <laughs> Where are they now? Did they go to hell? Are, are they in the um, Academy of the Demons? Are they uh, serves to self oriented or are they uh, suffering in hell? Or was it nothing, nothing like that at all? What was the karmic basis of these events that happened to me that were good and bad, these uh, opportunities and these challenges? What were the karmic roots? <laughs> I mean, it can be known now, but one would have to be so, so highly developed in chakras in one through six um, that nearly none of us are or can really know the nitty-gritty of karmic operation um, and um, purpose, uh, multi-level purpose for uh, various catalysts and experiences of the lifetime. So, anyway, that's heavy stuff. Uh, but but um, this life is significantly a dream, whether we believe it or not. Uh, okay, so here we're talking in 59. Um, it's very difficult to actually understand. Uh, the ruler, again, in uh, the way of Taoist ruling or proper harmonious non-interference-based ruling, uh, the idea of laying up a store, the mean meaning gaining the... Um, and that's, in some ways, this, this whole chapter may be about Taoist yoga. Uh, and so lay up a store, as Whaley put it, you're quickly absorbing. You see, he put a lot of quotes around because I think actually it's not a certain translation and it's all figurative in a certain way. And I think he's not sure what, what was the intended meaning. But the, the point is that... Um, uh, ruling men or being in relationship, <laughs> a harmonious relationship and leadership uh, and service to all or serving heaven requires garnering the, <laughs> requires the, which is power virtue. Um, uh, Jesus, his the, his power was complete. 
And in, in fact, in the Greek, I believe it is in the Greek, maybe Hebrew too, there is some uh, understanding that, that power and virtue is, is, are synonymous. True power um, or greatness, inseparable from rightness. What's truly great must be right, and that's power. So it's power, virtue, virtue, power. I believe that's actually, there are some indications of that in the New Testament and um, in either Greek or, or Hebrew. Um, the result of that is um, gaining the or living in accord. Living in accord with Tao equals gaining the, which is basically spiritual power, which is basically chi or prana, which is having a seven chakra energy system that is significantly non-obstructed. Hey, hey. So energy goes from root to crown pretty well. And one seems to have a spiritual power. Hey, hey. And that's so-called the. And that acquires a strength nothing can overcome, knowing no bounds. And only that boundlessness, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not this, but I imagine the idea is that, um, I mean, you, you can see, um, you know, certain emperors of the past, there were some, maybe Ashok in India, and there were certain Tang dynasty, and even, um, you know, Akhenaten's dad, <laughs> Amenhotep III, uh, Amenophis, um, presided over a great a time of great empire expansion and uh, arts and culture. Supposedly, who knows, but a truly divinely inspired king or a truly virtuous ruler. Um, there have been a few instances, presumably, in human history in the last 4,000 years. Uh, is one akin to that one whose power knows no bounds or is in harmony with Tao and therefore ends up accumulating or being um, a receiver-transmitter? of uh, intelligent energy significantly, which is duh, which is power, virtue, virtuous power, virtue-based power. Only that can keep uh, a huge territory with lots of people in harmony and peace and prosperity and uh, cultural development, I guess. So then <laughs> we have the last few lines, which um, Whaley, I think... Um, caught and uh, DC Lao didn't only but but even though that one with great duh or virtue power or access to that or great spiritual righteousness um, may well keep a whole kingdom in its grasp or prosper and support a whole collective large territory of people uh, only he who having that kingdom goes to the mother can keep it long. So there's one thing about getting it, there's another thing about keeping it. Um, one must have, uh, the, the greater the gain, <laughs> the greater the duh, and the greater the achievement, the greater the duh, or virtue power, for the one, or the ones at the top to keep it. So there's one thing about winning a battle, and there's another thing about ruling a state, and there's another thing about ruling an empire, the other thing about keeping an empire having the kingdom can keep it long only one that goes to the mother what mother <laughs> actually to the Tao, <clears throat> as the as the 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 essential metaphysical source or spiritual source 
uh, of all inspiration and nourishment and well-being. The source of Tao Da is Tao. That's the point. And that's called the art of making roots strike deep by fencing the trunk, meaning protecting the manifestation so as to develop its access to source. The roots being that which accesses source, the trunk being manifestation or expression in the world. So one's expression is guarded, so one's essence is nourished. Oh, oh. Making life long by fixed staring. And that's, <laughs> you know, I mean, the longer you sit in samadhi, the more access to intelligent energy you'll have. Hey, hey, that's what we're talking about. And so, uh, <clears throat> this is very much about yogic technique and meditation, very much about six chakra activation, and how that translates to um, harmonious being with people or harmonious leadership, um, uh, which seems to be quite rare in the world. Okay, D.C. Lao, chapter 59. In ruling the people and in serving heaven, it is best for a ruler to be sparing. It is because he is sparing that he may be said to follow the way or Tao from the start. Following Tao from the start, he may be said to accumulate an abundance of De, virtue. Accumulating an abundance of De, or virtue, there is nothing he cannot overcome. When there is nothing he cannot overcome, no one knows his limit. When no one knows his limit, he can possess a state. When he, and this is where <laughs> Lao took a, a sharp fall, when he possesses the mother of a state, he can then endure. This is called the way of deep roots and firm stems by which one lives to see many days. Totally different <laughs> ending here. And I think Whaley, for all of his um, English gentlemanliness, um, had an old mystic inside and understood this. So, uh, but Lao's translation um, is pretty clean, and um, it's useful where, I mean, you, you can see there's some very different, quite divergent translations in some places. Uh, Whaley talks about ruling men or serving heaven requiring laid up a store, laid up a store, quickly absorbing, eh? quickly absorbing, doubling one's duh. That sounds weird. And Lao, I think, is so much more right here, or accurate in this ruling people, serving heaven. What's really best is to be sparing. So, Whaley says, laid up a store, getting and keeping and holding, and that's totally non-Taoist. While Lao translates it, whatever the last few characters were, as to be sparing. To be sparing... Um, is exactly um, the way of, of is Wu Wei, is non-interference, sparing in words and deeds, not uh, promulgating endless laws, not uh, over-prohibiting, not overdoing, um, not speaking too much, not acting too much, not commanding and controlling too much, 
um, being repressed, as we saw on the other, or being uh, being prudent. It's um, there's a certain word for it in the Tao, in in I Ching. There's a talking about I forgot the hexagram about um, it's a hexagram associated with the the proper value of being uh, excessively internal uh, at the right time. That uh, the, that hexagram was associated with a call to be overly circumspect, meaning extremely reverential and quiet and hushed, akin to sparing and repressed or not lively ruler, the opposite of the lively, arrogant ruler, like a MBS, <laughs> big smiley MBS. So aside, not that way, more like uh, King Hussein of Jordan, who, you know, whatever, but outside, we should say out of names here because uh, YouTube doesn't like names. So aside from the names, um, the way of sparing, the way of being sparing is akin to the way of being uh, highly circumspect and, and um, prudent and modest and careful and, and slow <laughs> and um, not speaking and doing much. And that's sometimes very appropriate. Uh, it's certainly akin to valuing the inner uh, as the way of working with the outer rather than manipulating the outer as the way of being <laughs> controlling the outer. Um, uh, make the inner proper and the outer will fall into harmonious resonance. That's the point. And so the ruler who is sparing is the one who follows Tao by that the or intelligent energy <laughs> or six ray energies is, is accumulated or accessed by that uh, one can overcome everything or anything by that there's no limit or it becomes unlimited or unbounded by that one can possess a state or by boundlessness one can encompass uh, a vast bounded area the boundless um the boundless um, is greater than the bound dead and the limitless uh, only the limitless uh, can can stably uh, keep um, a massive bounded in harmony <laughs> to keep a massive bounded a massive uh, field of territory or people or a massive task in harmony, one must be boundless, <laughs> beyond bounding. Not getting bigger stuff, but being without limit, being without boundary, meaning um, deeply, deeply formless, <laughs> um, not um, free from naming activity <laughs> in the in the bound the unbounded condition associated with stillness and quiet and non-interfering and um, uh, samadhi or equanimity 
And so while Whaley said only he who having the kingdom goes to the mother can keep it long, um, Lao, I think, missed the boat and said when he possesses the mother of a state, he can endure. What do you mean the mother of a state? Who's the mother? The king's mother? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, going to the mother with a capital M, just as Whaley put appropriately, is going to Tao or resting in source. Uh, the idea is that the source of uh, creation is uh, stillness, or the source of the bounded is the boundless. The source of form is formless. The source of light is preluminal, which is basically intelligent infinity or infinite awareness or infinity. The, bound, the boundless gives rise to form, and the all-mind gives rise to thought. The all-power um, is the source of particular levels or degrees of power, and going to source, however one can understand that, is akin to going to the mother. That is not possessing the mother of a state. <laughs> it's the mother of all states. <laughs> the mother of uh, samsara and nirvana. Um, but it would be appropriate to capitalize it. It's basically going to Tao, Tao seen as uh, all-nourishing, the, the all-nourishing nature of Tao. Then, um, again, I think Whaley has a better understanding at the end. This is called the art of making roots strike deep by fencing the trunk making life long by fixed staring, which is the way of deep roots, making roots strike deep. That, that's Whaley. That's where being poetic sometimes helps. <laughs> Make the root strike deep. Strike the root is a very old phrase. Strike the root, get to the core, um, let the roots strike deep, let the roots go deep. How? By some protection. Of what? Protection of their projection, projection, protection of what emerges from the roots, which is the trunk, which is uh, poorly, terribly written by Lao as firm stems. Firm stems, huh? That sounds pretty weak. Meanwhile, Whaley put in fencing the trunk. Very nice, actually. Making the roots strike deep by fencing the trunk. This is very Chinese <laughs> type philosophy. And um, necessary protection, uh, necessary guarding. Um, don't talk too much, <laughs> don't act too much, don't eat too much, don't sleep too much, don't drink too much, uh, don't hurt yourself, <laughs> don't go to excess, nor deficiency. Uh, and uh, by that, one may, may make life longer, uh, one may live to see many days. Um, and certainly, uh, I do think that this was associated with Taoist practice, yoga practice, meditative practice here. So, um, that'll be it for today. And um, next time, we'll start at chapter 60. Chapter 60, uh, happily, is smaller. <laughs> and has a very famous line that uh, governing a large stake is like boiling a small fish. <clears throat> you can repeat that and uh, people will like it. But I think what we see here, <coughs> again, all comes from 48, uh, that the worldly way 
and the way of learning is perpetual gaining and controlling and organizing and adding. The Taoist way, the spiritual way, the inner way, the way that leads to um, Dalda and harmony and in a certain way safety and um, long, long, uh, long may you reign, long may you be. Um, is continually um, losing or eliminating the unnecessary. So, not sp speaking less because one realizes it's not necessary to speak more. Eating less, sleeping less, doing less, it really is a focus on the less, not the greater. And that uh, focus on the materially lesser or material worldly lessening is a spiritual internal gaining. That's the point. And so worldly lessening is a spiritual gaining. Outer gaining um, leads to a spiritual losing. And outer detaching from outer gaining or uh, continual or steady material and worldly and outer relinquishment, renunciation, letting go, detaching, leads to a steady inner gaining and growth of the formless, of the essential. It's not a thing that's growing. It's a being. Growing being is the inner work, which requires and goes hand in hand with an outer material, worldly, Lightening up, lessening, releasing, letting go, um, detaching, renunciation. So outer renunciation and um, inner subtle growth. So the inner growth comes from an outer lessening and detaching. And that's the Taoist way. And that um, is what leads to or what... It constitutes the nature of Wu Wei, non-interference. Non-interference with the natural course um, leads to an appreciation of letting go what's unnecessary or realizing much is unnecessary, much doing and saying is unnecessary, much thinking and doing and saying is unnecessary. doesn't help you, it doesn't help me. If it doesn't help you and it doesn't help me, what's the point? And so... Realizing that um, associates with an inner growing or gaining, but it's not a gaining of stuff or thing, it's a gaining of de, dao de, or intelligent energy, or spiritual power, virtue power. That's the point. So, next time we'll go to chapter 60. Uh, I hope you're all well. Thank you for being here with me. Take care and good night.